Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. A new faith-based film called Church People was recently released. It stars Stephen Baldwin, William Baldwin, China Phillips, as well as today's guest, Thor Ramsey. He was also the screenwriter in this movie. Today on Connections, he's going to share with us where the inspiration for this film came from. He's going to share what it was like to work with a cast of Christians and non-Christians. He'll also share with us the importance of sharing this message. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by Thor Ramsey. He is a comedian and author and now a screenwriter. His most recent project is a new faith-based film, which is actually a comedy called Church People. And we're going to hear about that coming up in a little bit. You've been a comedian for a number of years. How did you get into comedy and what's that been like uh, getting to this point? Uh, Well, I started comedy in 1987, so probably before you guys were born. That's kind of sad. But I was uh, six. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. Before you could understand comedy, either way. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's just one of those. I remember being when I I remember being six. You know, when I was six years old, I used to sneak downstairs. My dad was watching the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. You know, that's that's the guy who hosted four of these other guys. He's an old, you know, dead guy, but. I would sneak downstairs and my dad would just let me sit on his lap and I'd watch the tonight show. And these guys would come out uh, by themselves and just stand in front of the audience with the spotlight on them and talk to the crowd and people would laugh. And I was like, I was amazed by that. I was just, you know, some people say they fall in love with a the theater and, you know, I just fell in love with the whole idea of stand up and um, yeah. And so something I always thought about doing, I had a friend when I was a junior in high school who came to school one day and said, I had a dream about you last night. You're on the tonight show. And she goes, you had a good set. And then uh, years later, probably a decade later, I was working as an operations supervisor for this trucking company. And I hated my job. I hated my life. And I thought to myself, you know, if you're not going to follow your own dreams, you might as well follow somebody else's. So uh, I went and uh, went, found, found a local comedy club that was having a contest and, you know, entered it and won the first round and, Within a year, I was doing 42 weeks a year. Wow. That is a quick, <laughs> quick <Yeah>. rise. <laughs> that was back in the, it was a, called a comedy. It was like the housing boom. There was a comedy boom. And these ah. back in the, this was 1987. So the comedy boom was just kind of, it was coming down. It was just the tail end of it, but you could still uh, get a lot of work. So, you know, I was just, I just happened to hit at the right time and I was working, I was traveling the country 42 weeks a year working clubs. Now, you've also written books before, too, haven't you? Yeah, I've written three books, um, and I have five novels now I'm I'm looking to get published. And uh, so, yeah, so writing was a big thing. I had a great English teacher when I was in high school, and she was amazing. And um, I wrote a short story for her for my senior project. I had her two years in a row, and uh, she always encouraged me. I still say I got the – I saved the title page of that story because she wrote down the whole – column on the one side but she wrote in there keep writing one day you'll be published and so I always uh, kept that but um, yeah so writing was when I started stand-up this I don't know if this is funny or not but when I, when I started stand-up I was a writer primarily and so when I delivered my material I sounded like Captain Kirk doing comedy <laughs> because I was thinking of exactly how I wrote it and my delivery was just so stilted. Matter of fact, another comedian came up to me and said that. He says, you sound like Captain Kirk doing comedy. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't because of my, it was just because my delivery was so stilted. So I had to, I had to grow into having a natural delivery because, uh, 
you know, it's, it's, yeah. Reading your material doesn't work in stand up. Now you're a Christian comedian. Ha- what, has your comedy always been faith-based or did you start off in the secular no, world? No, I started in the secular market in 87 and uh, was there about seven or eight years. And then I got married and then needed help. And so that's how I came to faith. Really. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> Um, no, I was basically a, you know, that's a long story, but that's the short kind of version of it. But, uh, yeah. And so after that, I just started looking into, um, I didn't even know, you know, church events existed. Um, and then I had talked to, I heard about it. There was a Christian comedian doing a music festival, uh, spirit West coast. I think it was I'm trying to think Steve Geyer was his name. Oh, I know Steve. Yeah. 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 So he was the first, well, you know, before I think there was Mike Warnke uh, before that, but, uh, but Steve, you know, I'd heard had done regular clubs at one time. And so I went to his show at Spirit West Coast, talked to him afterwards. And he told me about prison fellowship did brought in artists to do these events in prisons and uh, long story. You know, I, I, my first events as a Christian comedian were in prisons so yeah, I went from clubs to uh, prisons, <laughs> and that's how God prepares you for youth events. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> As a former youth pastor, I'd say yes to that. I actually I had Steve perform at my church like six years ago. Actually, oh no, kidding! So, Just yeah. six years ago. Wow. Yeah, he's still out there doing it. You yeah, bet. and I, I ended up doing like I did all these. So church people really grew out of my experience. Um, doing these, I I did these gigantic youth conferences, uh, like youth specialties and all these types of conferences. We did a conference in Nashville. There were like 10,000 youth workers. Um, So all these conferences, you know, they'd have like, they'd draw like 3,000 to 5,000 youth workers. I mean, people that would, uh, you know, minister to the youth. Um, So you'd meet all kinds of people there and all kinds of speakers. And there were just amazing events to be part of. But, uh, but some of that, just in terms of like the beginning segment of church, people really kind of grows out of that whole idea. I'm just going to back up a little bit. What was that transition like for you to go from the clubs to churches and well, clubs to prison to churches? What was that all like? Um, well, the difference between doing clubs and doing churches was like uh, performing for you know, before performing in a bar to performing in a theater, the church audiences were like, they were like performing for people in a theater. Uh, you, you know, they, you had their rapt attention. If you paused, uh, you, there was silence during your pause. If, if you meant, you know, if you wanted a pregnant pause, there was silence. Whereas in a comedy club, you'd pause and there's a blender going and somebody can't <laughs> trade drinks and, you know, the, and, and people are inebriated in clubs. So, uh, that's drunk for some of your listeners, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so getting their attention and keeping their attention was tougher in the clubs. Uh, now what I found is <clears throat> if you perform in churches all the time, it kind of, it can make you soft because in in the sense that you can think you're funnier than you are <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're forgiving, they're gracious. Whereas in clubs, it's like, if you, if you make something, you know, I used to, I used to, uh, uh, I used to, what's the word I'm looking for? I used to grade all my jokes, like between one and 10, um, you know, it's like, or one and five. I, you know, I used different scales. If it was a five, it was a great joke. It's like, it's an applause joke. So you didn't have a lot of fives, but you're trying to get threes and, you know, fours and threes and fours, you know, you, you drop all your ones and twos. 
Um, but in clubs, if you had a three, uh, you'd go to a church then, and that joke would probably be a four plus or a five. So it's just the difference in that when you had a joke that worked in a club, it was going to kill in the, the church, you know, just because, again, <laughs> it was just really because you had their attention and, and everything like that. Now, you mentioned church people. That's your brand new project. New movie just came out uh, last month. Kind of, I, I haven't had a chance to see the movie yet. I've watched the trailers, though. Looks funny, but you're kind of like poking at the church a little bit, too. Give us the uh, rundown of the synopsis of we are, we are, We are, but in a loving way. I say this all the time. It's a satire, but you can only satirize what you love. And, yeah. Uh, I love Jesus and the church, and so it's not a mean movie at all. Uh, but it does bring up, you know, it's, it's a, it is a comedy, uh, but it, it deals with an important issue. And, and here's how it came about. Um, so I was part of a church plant about a, you know, over a decade ago. I think they're about 14 years old now. They're still going strong. But I was part of a church plant and the lead pastor was my best friend. Um, so I was still doing comedy full time. So I wasn't there every Sunday, but you know, I was kind of like his right-hand man, so to speak. Uh, but he called me up one day and, uh, and he said, you're not going to believe what this church is doing. This church is now defunct. It's, it was Mars Hill Church. Out oh, in Seattle. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they were, and I don't want to throw Mars Hill under the bus. They were a very influential church and everything. Um, so, but he calls me up one day. He says, you're not going to believe what Mars Hill is doing on Friday and Good Friday. And I'm like, what? He goes, they're crucifying someone. I'm like, there's no way. And he goes, yeah, I'm looking at their, you know. Uh, their social media right now and so i investigated and it was false what what they were doing is they were having a passion play but it was going to be so graphic that they had all these warnings about blood and people who are squeamish and that kind of thing oh uh, yeah so it seemed their, their social media it, it's it, you could misinterpret it as they were actually crucifying someone but what happened was for a second and, and pastors around the country had you know probably through great intentions but to attract people to church they were doing these outlandish crazy things to attract people um you know like having you know uh motorcycles jump over them during a you know sermon you know <laughs> off a ramp and that's actually that actually happened what? um so it's like that's not made up um you know bmx show or the yeah that type of thing so um for a second i realized that uh, my my Pastors had done such crazy things that my friend and I believed for just a second that an American evangelical church would crucify someone on Good Friday to attract people. And I realized at that point, but there's the big idea for my screenplay. I was working on a screenplay and, uh, and had a meeting with, uh, he's, a great, he's still over there. He's a great guy named Josh Naylor over at uh, Sony Affirm. And, uh, and Josh read my screenplay and he called me up and gave me, no he did this five times. Shows you what kind of guy he is. Cause I did, I thought this was normal, but people are telling me that's not normal. Uh, but uh, he'd call me up after five rewrite, you know, and give me notes over the phone. And the last time he talked to me, he was like, what your story needs right now to bring all the characters together is a big idea. So I just had my antennas up for a big idea. And when my friend called me, I'm like, boom, there's the big idea. And so that really became the kind of the center point. And, and the trailer, man, Collide Media, who put the trailer together, did such a great job. But they, they really put the, 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 the way they, you know, put the trailer together really hits the crux of the film, which really is dealing with the question, is the gospel enough? Do we have to add whistles and bells and all kinds of things to the gospel to make it? Do we need to help the gospel along yeah. to make it interesting and powerful? And of course, it's a rhetorical question. The answer is no, but 
you know, I think it's, it's not dealing with, so the, the film really deals with what we call the methodology, the methods yeah. we use in presenting the gospel. And that's really what it's bringing up questions about and, uh, uh, and really poking fun at in a, in a good natured way. Yeah. And for a former preacher, I totally relate to that. A preacher of a small church, right? So the pressure is always there too. Uh, even if it's from yourself, you're like, how am I going to get more people through the doors, right? What can we give and, away and, or what can we do to attract attention? Because boy, I want to tell people about Jesus. That's the, and that is, and that's a big, cause I'm a church planter now too. Um, you know, I've been char- part of church plants now for the last, uh, you know, 15, 20 years. And um, and here's the thing I like to tell people is like this, and this is really the movie's dealing with this in an indirect way. Uh, and I'm rounding up the numbers here, but you know, in, in America, there are about 400,000 churches. Now, of course, they're not all Bible believing churches, but even if you cut it in half and say that 200,000 of them believe the Bible, you know, we'll cut it in half. Well, only a thousand of those are mega churches. So that leaves 199,000 churches in America that the average church size is 50 people. You know, you can go up to 100, 200, but the average church is 50 people. But the mentality that dominates the rest of the church world is the mega church mentality. And I'm not against right. big churches, but what I am against is having that mentality dominate all the little churches out there who feel like they have to do things on a grand scale to compete with the and it goes, it's, it's just not the case because, you know, I just want to give pastors of small churches encouragement because you're the norm. You are the norm. And if you just stay, make the plain things, the plain things, that whole thing, you know, stick to the gospel. Uh, God takes care of the rest. And he decides if you're going to influence tens or twenties or hundreds, he decides that we don't decide that. And our methods aren't going to, you know, aren't going to make the difference. Now this film came out March 13th. What's the response been like from those who have had the opportunity? It has been, you know, we made, so we were in the top 10 in the box office the weekend we were in theaters. So that was great news. Uh, And and with COVID and it wasn't even, it was, I'm in California (laughs) where it's like paranoid lockdown country, you know, but, uh, uh, but still, it was still good news. We made the top 10 and now um, it's in, uh, it's on Salem uh, now you can rent it or buy it there, or you can just go to churchpeoplefilm.com and find out how you can show it in your churches. Because uh, it's showing in churches now for for this month, I think we're uh, coming down to the end of that in the next week or two. But the response has been overwhelmingly positive. It's just been the that's been the most rewarding thing because making a film is a community effort. Um, you know, you have lots of creatives in there, and Christopher Sean Shaw and I have done all these uh, short films together, and uh, for the last decade, and we've always had a motto on set because even when you're doing a three day shoot on a ten minute film. You say you still have the same production crew that you would on a 21 day, you know, major motion picture uh, shoot. But we always had the motto on on set because you bring all this creatives together and everyone thinks their ideas are the best and yeah. <laughs> everyone wants it to be good. But so it can get tense. So we when, when when things on set started getting tense, one of us would just yell out fun because you know, it's like <laughs> we're making a film. You guys, this is what people <laughs> dream of doing. This should be fun. And if it's not fun, get out of the business. So. Um, that was the, that was the motto on the, the, the set of church people. And it really translates into the film. We had a lot of fun shooting it. Uh, we had a great cast and everyone was just, everyone just really had a good time. And I think that translates into the picture itself. Yeah. You mentioned the cast there. Like you had a pretty star studded cast, Stephen Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, China Phillips from Wilson Phillips, married to one of the Baldwin guys. What was that like to gather that cast together? 
It was, they were great. Now we had, so in every, you know, different Christian filmmakers have different, uh, you know, kind of philosophies, all the main creatives and church people, the writers, you know, my, my uh, some of the so the the director the producers the writers all the people who had creative control were christians but our 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 uh production team our you know our our dp our our director of photography and a lot of those people they were just industry people they weren't necessarily christians and then some of our actors weren't um so we had a mixed cast but the again the content the creative content was controlled by people who uh, love Jesus and love the church, but man, did they come in and do a they, they so many now William Baldwin, great Christian guy. Mm-hmm. China Phillips is a strong Christian. Yeah, uh, we've actually been trying to get her on this show too. Yeah, so. <laughs> she has really. Um, now I don't know her whole story and everything, but I was a big. You know, it was it, it was kind of funny. It's like I was a big fan of you know Wilson Phillips back in the day, and yeah, um, and, and on the set I got a I, I got to meet. Um, Oh man, I'm trying to think of his name now. Uh, but he was in 20. He, I'm, I'm behind the times so often, but I, I had just finished binge watching the series 24, and uh, it was he was one of the stars of 24. But his wife had a, a small role in Church People, and when he was on the set, it was like I just I was a fanboy, so I just sat across from him the whole uh, uh, during lunch one day and, and just talked to him about 24 and everything but i wanted to do that with with wilson with uh, china phillips when she was there but everyone did so i said, I didn't get a chance <laughs> didn't to talk to chance. her really it's like except for the scenes we were in together which was really really nice it was like i didn't get to, i was like i wanted to ch- sit across from her and kind of like, big fan i was i didn't get a chance to do that even but uh, uh, that's but, great but joy fatone who people might know from in sync yeah and and my my big fat greek wedding i think was his first film but um when i wrote the script uh, which was called youth group originally and became church people. Um, his character uh, named Tino Carmino, his character was my favorite character in the script. I thought he was the funniest character in the script and man, and he brought it to life. He's just, uh, he's a great comedic actor. He really is. And he's really likable. He just has this likable quality and, uh, but all the actors did a great job. What was it like with that mix of uh, having Christians and non-Christians on set? What was that like? Well, it was really, it was really interesting. Uh, again, everyone had a, a, we had a good attitude on set and everything. So uh, and we didn't plan for things like this, but here's, I'll tell you uh, one day what happened. So we're shooting the, the scene with uh, Billy William Baldwin and China Phillips who are married in real life. They play a married couple in the movie that they, they play the, the parents of blaze uh, you know, one, one of the, uh, other main characters, a uh, teenager. And um, we're shooting that film in someone's home. And there's this big, long break. I don't remember why we had a break, but there were probably 15 of us sitting around um, this living room. And I don't remember, because it's like, I didn't orchestrate this conversation. I wasn't trying, you know, it's like, I really have a heart for evangelism, but I have no gifting for it. So I'm, I'm not good at like, let me, let me turn the tide of this conversation to the gospel. Um, I'm not good at doing those <laughs> things, but, but, but we're talking about how, you know, a lot of people think Christianity's, you know, the main thrust of Christianity is just moral living, making yourself morally acceptable to God. And uh, I'm like, that's, you know, that's not what it's about. And somebody's like, well, what is it about? And so that question, it's almost like, what, tell me what Christianity's about. And so for 15 minutes with about, uh, and the majority of these people were non-Christians, I'm sitting there with a, a bunch of people around me, you know, a dozen people just you know, for 15 minutes, just sharing the gospel. 
Um, so those were moments, you know, we had little moments, you know, I think the phrase is God moments. You had these little God moments every now and then on set. So, um, yeah, nice. so those were really rewarding times. That's awesome. As a Christian and a comedian, I'm really curious your thoughts on like comedy in faith. Was Jesus funny? Did Jesus use comedy? Is comedy good? Is it okay? I like to try. Well, I try and make jokes in my sermons when I preach. I think they're funny, but maybe they're not. It's got to be your natural self. Um, yeah, well, if if you go from the premise, and this is the Christian worldview, that God is the creator of all things. And as he created his world and looked at it, he said it was good, even though it's fallen now. Uh, there's still elements. I mean, you can talk about this from the standpoint of, you know, human beings are sinful by nature. We're fallen by nature, yet we still have. Uh, the image of God stamped upon us. So mm-hmm. there is still this uh, nobility to the human being, however sinful that can s- still be seen through the marred image of God on that. You know, it's marred that the image of God is marred in humanity now. And that's what part, part of redemption is Christ. Now, when we uh, come to Christ, he's restoring the image of God in us, the way we're supposed to, you know, uh, represent God and shine the light of who God is. Um, so if God creates all things, he certainly created laughter. And if he created laughter, then of course, you know, what makes us laugh? Comedic things. So he created comedy and, uh, and there are co- comedic elements to the Bible. I think it's hard for us to uh, recognize them now because, you know, we're in a different culture and different things make different cultures laugh, different people laugh, but there are certainly uh, comedic elements uh, to the Bible. Um so I don't want to go through the, I don't know how much time we have, but uh, you know, I can give you example after, you know, several examples, but the short answer is yes, God created humor. It's good. Um, and you know, the Bible even says laughter is good medicine. Hmm. For people who want to check out uh, church people or want to learn more about you, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, I would send them to churchpeoplefilm.com and churchpeoplefilm.com. You can see the trailer uh, you can find out where you can view it now, where you can see it now. And, um, and if you don't have an opportunity to see it now, you can uh, put your email address and they'll send you updates because they'll still keep rolling out different ways of, you know, eventually uh, it'll be available on different digital platforms. So um, instead of just the one right now, Salem, now it's available there, but you can, you'll be able to find it on other platforms in the future. So at churchpeoplefilm.com. I'm really excited to check it out. I have to preach at a local church this Sunday. I guess I'll, put the uh, order away for the motorcycle stunt rider and there you go man yeah. flaming Can- hoop yeah cancel that stunt just preach you. the word <laughs> <laughs> right on thanks so much Thor great talking with you thanks for having me guys and thank you so much for joining us don't forget to subscribe we'll talk to you again on Connections <laughs>